0: Geek Out Loud is brought to you by Tops. Oh, you know Tops. You love Tops. Check out the new Tops Star Wars Stellar Signatures available beginning December 13th. And the Star Wars Card Trader app is offering a 20% increase in crystal bundle sales. Offers available through December 21st. Sign in now. Tops, rediscover them and rediscover the joy of collecting. Rediscover One Take Glossin. Let's get into Geek Out Loud. Episode of Geek Out Loud, author, adventurer, traveler extraordinaire, geek extraordinaire, and he's been accused of being a Steve Glosson cosplayer. It's Adam Bray. He stops by as we geek out about all that's gone on in 2017 and beyond. And welcome to Geek Out Loud, your safe place to geek out on the internet. My name is Steve Glosson. So glad to be along with you and glad to have along with me. Uh, You heard it in the intro. Um, Scott Rifen once saw this man at Star Wars Celebration, one that I wasn't at, and thought that somehow I'd snuck in to Star Wars Celebration. And since then, Scott Rifen has said this man is a Steve Glosson cosplayer. I prefer to think of him as a hero to all of us in geekdom. This is a man who has traveled the world. He's pooped in cemeteries. That's his claim to fame here in the Guliverse. And, uh, and man, he's an all-around lovable geek. You know, the kind of people we like. He's our people. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Adam Bray. Adam, welcome, sir.
1: Hello, Steve, and hello, fandom. Thanks for having me on.
0: Man, it's great to have you on, of course. You have um, authored several, several... I mean, there's two that have come out since the last time we spoke. I think last time we had you on the show was back when um, Everything You Need to Know, Marvel, Everything You Need to Know was out. And, um, And since then, there's been Ultimate Marvel... Yeah,
1: there's been uh, Ultimate Marvel, there's been um, Star Wars, the visual, I think it's the visual encyclopedia. Yes, yes. There's been an update to Star Wars, Absolutely Everything You Need to Know, and uh, then my Stormtroopers Beyond the Armor book.
0: With uh, with you and Ryder Wyndham, and uh, I'm actually holding it right now in my hand, as we often do, and, and you were telling me about this off-air uh, that you ended up, it, it fell to you to discuss a lot of the the fan side of things as far as collectibles and 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 events. Did you cover some of the five hundred first stuff? And
1: yeah, I did. I did pretty much everything from um, the special Star Wars special editions mm-hmm. forward. So that included um, all these these prequel films, um, the the new uh, Disney stuff. All the uh, 3D animated features, all the 501st stuff, and all the collecting that's not vintage. And that was a really difficult thing for me because I... I have that that collecting addiction, mm-hmm. um, and so I love all this stuff. Particularly, well, mostly the action figures—they're right. my thing. And so I just at first I wanted to just include everything, and I had <laughs> these these huge long lists of just overwhelming stuff, and it was it as much as i love them it was starting to get really tedious and bogging me down and taking all my time but then as i got the the text all written i realized there's there's no way i can include all this so i really i had to cut it back to just the highlights
0: yeah well it's um it, it's it's very comprehensive do we still call these type books coffee table books you know this size book used to be kind of called a, a coffee table book didn't it
1: yeah, that's that's kind of how I think of them, but I, I don't hear that term
0: very much. I haven't I haven't uh, heard it in a while. No, no. I think
1: it's because uh, the the reality is people aren't sitting around coffee tables and actually <laughs> communicating with other human beings over a cup of coffee <laughs> anymore. True. They're they're all on their their cell phones and iPads and, and things they, and sitting there solitary. So yeah. yeah, maybe. It, Maybe that's fallen out of use. That term.
0: Well, I love these type of I love this style of book because it's one of those. It it, just like all the others that we mentioned earlier. You can pick it up and you can either read cover to cover or you can just kind of open up and and find something of interest to to read. You know, if you've got a moment or two. And um, for example, I opened up here and and there is uh, of course this is vintage uh, a, a page about the micro collection and you flip a few. Places over and, and there's storyboards from the special editions. There are, um, there, there's uh there's coverage of as we said the five o first with the costuming and everything. There's all types of uh, uh, images of of different, um, uh, like the promotional poster of the stormtrooper with the with the chocolate mustache from eating a an ice cream Mickey Mouse head. At, you know Disneyland that kind of thing or Disney World you get through the clone wars the legends everything it's just an amazing amazingly put together book and i remember a while back you kind of hinted at some of this stuff on uh, you were on rebel yell with us discussing some star wars rebels and um and here we are man it's it's been out now for a little bit and it's it's a great it is it is a fantastic fantastic just a book if you're a star wars fan you need to pick this up it's good stuff so
1: well, thank you. And it's been a labor of love for. Yeah. I, I was involved with it for about two years on and off. So it's the longest I've ever wow. been involved with a, a book before.
0: What kind of. Now, you know, you talked about the stuff you had to do and and, and you mentioned the collecting side of things and obviously putting in a lot of work and, and wanting to put in a lot of the, the, the items and stuff. What kind of research did you have to do uh, to. Because I think a lot of. A lot of hardcore Star Wars fans imagine that, oh, I'd be able to write something like this, no problem, <laughs> you know. But, 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 what kind of research do you have to do to kind of to to get into it? And then obviously you have to start pairing everything down. Um, right? Is there anything? What? How much? What? What did the research entail first and foremost? Were you just out buying toys? Were you <laughs> talking to five hundred first people? How'd that work?
1: Yeah, it was. Um for for the collecting it was it was really overwhelming because i i thought starting out i knew what the scope of things were and <laughs> oh adam <laughs> <laughs> no, there's there's always something else there's always another you know 10 waves of action figures right. there's always another size of action figures or an, an you know another premium class or something and and the, then the statues the the gentle giant stuff and there there's so many exclusives and really rare things you know and then there's the the foreign licensees, the Kotobukiya's, and all the Japanese stuff that most people have never heard of and it just it went on and on and on um, so yeah I got I got really bogged down and exhausted mm. um, but yeah a lot of it a lot of it's the internet. Um, looking through you know sites like um, oh uh, Yak Face and the Je- Jedi Temple Archives and uh, the different collector's sites um, and s- seeing what they've got and Steve uh, Sansweet Sansweet has um, a great uh, action figure book that was a good reference for me a starting point so mm-hmm. I do I I search you know the print resources and the internet resources and I've got a. Decent collection of some things, Um, but uh, I I was actually living overseas during uh, the whole prequel era, so I kind of had to play catch up um, and mostly just buying the things that I like. Um, But yeah, it uh, it was just an incredible amount of work to uh, figure that all out and then cut it all back.
0: Yeah that that that's the I, I think the cutting it all back is probably the you you start having to throw some babies away, don't you?
1: yeah, you really do um throwing away a lot of stuff that you know I really like that you know I collect myself, but there's just no space for it
0: um, you talk about collecting and and that's one of the things that you know I've noticed on your twitter and um uh, let me make sure are you just at Adam Bray on twitter? yeah,
1: I'm at author Adam Bray
0: author Adam Bray, that's right at author Adam Bray on Twitter. And one of the fun things I like about following you is the fact that you're a collector like so many of of, of the rest of us. I, I don't want people to understand that just because you're an author doesn't make you not one of us. You are one of us. One of us. One of us. <laughs> and uh, and um and one of the fun things about following you is is suddenly you'll throw out like today I noticed um you you gave us all an update that hey the the Black Series Supreme Leader Snoke was on sale for about fifteen bucks, uh, fifteen or sixteen bucks over to Amazon. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, I'm I'm totally on that awful site <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the time, <laughs> all day long. Um, you know, I I, lo- I love collecting, buying stuff, but one of, one of my problems is I end up I end up on those kind of sites um, when I'm doing my research too. Yeah, and so uh, you know I'm. I'm just researching a character or a product or something and I get taken down these rabbit trails. Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Oh, I I didn't know this existed. Oh, I got to buy this, you know, I need that." And just my my shopping cart is full of so, mu- so much uh, Mar- Marvel and Star Wars stuff because of that. So I'm al- I'm always catching the, you know, the discounts and the flash sales and stuff so I like to share those.
0: Yeah, well, it is, uh, It you know, and, and that's a good segue for me to remind people. If you want to support the shows, you can do so by using the Amazon links you'll find at Geek out Online and geekoutpodcast.com. And, uh, hey, no better place to do your holiday shopping right now. Last-minute shopping's great. You got two weeks till Christmas at the time of recording. Can you believe that? And uh, use those Amazon links and help us out. But, yeah, so stuff like that you'll, you'll throw up. And then the other day you, you put out a question about the quality of... The Marvel Legends figures versus the Star Wars Black Series oh, figures. yeah, at that and and I had not, I haven't collected the Marvel Legends since the toy biz days, right. and um and so I've not really noticed if there is a difference or or not or what or what the case may be. Can you talk about that a little bit? I mean, this yeah. is, I don't mean to get negative with 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 no. Star Wars collecting, but. But what what have you noticed? Are some of the differences in quality between those two lines?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm totally happy to talk about that. Um, There, as much as I hate to say it, you know, because I'm I'm a Star Wars fan first, lifelong Star Wars fan. Marvels come later. Um, there is a huge difference between um, the Star Wars Black Series six-inch action figures and the six-inch um, Marvel Legends figures, and I have to say the Marvel figures are far superior. Um, and it's it's several things. Um, it's the Marvel figures; they tend to have a lot more accessories with them. A lot they have you know extra. They most a lot of them they have. Extra weapons. Um, they'll have swappable hands, mm-hmm. um, swappable heads. There was one Spider-Man action figure that came out about two years ago, and he's been repacked a bunch uh, recently yeah. in various versions. But he, he came with um, six different swappable hands. Good night. Um, and three swappable heads. Wow. Uh, and, and plus a pizza slice. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, fully articulated, uh, mm-hmm. in ways that the Star Wars figures have just never had. Yeah. Um, and just in incredible detail, um, and about, uh when was it you know they hasbro has made a big deal that next year um the star wars black series will have this new te- uh face printing technology mm-hmm. um to give a more detailed lifelike appearance because it's, it's been a real problem um with uh, the force awakens figures and the rogue one figures where the, some of the the paint applications on the faces are just really sloppy you know mark hamill um tweeted that one a while ago uh, about the, the the eye on uh, the yes. market. Uh, yes. Yeah, that was like, you know, it was like Sloth from um, the Goonies, you know, it's just kind of his face was all mismatched. But so the next year, they're supposed to have this new um, printing uh, technology. Um, but the Marvel figures have had that for um, I think a year and a half to two years already mm-hmm. um, but the, yeah the the painting is better on Marvel figures the I think they're better sculpts there there's more articulation. I think they're just a higher quality. And the thing is the the black series that was the promise of it when they came out that you'd get the articulation and a premium figure and all you know that they were supposed to have the uh, the accessories and you know the swappable heads and hands and things but except for you know a few special examples like um you know, the Dar- the first Darth Maul, he had some extras. Right. And the, the R2-D2 had all the scopes and things. And Anakin Skywalker, you know, he had an extra head. And Han Solo, he had some extra hands and things. But apart from that, the other figures, they've been very scant uh, in mm-hmm. their accessories. And they've been kind of basic.
0: Well, um, I noticed with The Force Awakens particularly, um, with the Black Series figures from The Force Awakens, you can't get a Poe Dameron that looks like Poe Dameron. Oh, I
1: know. They all look like Sylvester Stallone. Some, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, buddy, I'm BB-8. You gotta go. You gotta <laughs> look here. You gotta go and, and hold on to this map, and, and I'll come find you. <laughs> oh, Sylvester. Oh. I, I just I don't know if it's something about his head or or something that they just could never seem to get right. With uh, with him um, With Oscar Isaac's face Because I'm just like, none of this looks like him And then um, And the quality did seem to really suffer Particularly through that line With uh, with the Black series In particular um,
1: it, it did And I, I've i not talked to anyone You know, at Hasbro Or anything mm-hmm. to know what the real reasons are But I, I suspect it's a couple of things Right um, I suspect it's It's Part of it is that you know these the the licensors, you know they get a big cut of the the profits. Right. There. They have these you know agreements and contracts, and I suspect um, Lucasfilm probably has a higher percentage than Marvel does. Maybe that that's maybe a part. So there may be less money that uh, Hasbro has to work with. Um, the other thing I think is the level of secrecy. Mm-hmm. Um That with these Star Wars movies, you know, they're probably letting a licensee like Hasbro know kind of late uh, in the process because these figures, they I think they need a a year or more to develop, you know, from start time to get on the market. And I suspect they they're getting their information kind of late in the process, and then they have to really rush to because they have to get them out on these you know these launch dates, Force Friday and stuff, and it may cause them to have to kind of rush on some of them because you you can kind of notice that you know like the early figures in the line, especially with uh, Rogue One, you know that Jin and uh, Cassian they were kind of they were kind of you know budget quality, right? But later in the year um the figures are better and I think that's probably because Hasbro had more time to work on them before can, they they got out
0: I can see that I also I, I think there's also something to be said the Marvel Legends line a lot of times is not necessarily based on the movies uh it's right. it's based on comic renderings of these characters and and I and I think it may be a little bit easier to pull off a, a kind of an animated you know a 3D drawn character rather than um, you know, to three D eyes something off of a two D page rather than, rather than try to make something real, someone real come to life in in a figure. You know, if you go back to the old Kenner figures, not I mean, Han Solo doesn't look like Harrison Ford. And, <laughs> you know, no. Luke Skywalker doesn't look like Luke Skywalker, and the whole five points of articulation and everything, and right. um, you know, but but with with comic book characters, um. You know, I'm I, not that it'd be I, easier is probably the wrong word, but I I don't know if it would be as complicated, you know, because you end right. up you end up with more of a fantasy element to be able to to play mm-hmm. in, you know, rather than, um, I I saw something the other day on the shelf in Walmart. Do you remember uh, back in the '90s? I don't I don't know if you were collecting then or not. Early '90s when toy biz kind of started putting out um, Marvel figures. Uh, they weren't quite three and three quarter inch. They weren't really six inch. They were more, they were somewhere in that, in that between area. They were probably yeah, about, yeah. about four and a half, five inches. And and so you had like Spider-Man and he only had the five points of articulation, but he had suction cups on his hands. I think the Hulk came with a rock that he could throw. <laughs> um, And it, well, they, anyhow, I saw on the shelf the other day, Marvel legend size figures on a card that looked like those old toy biz cards from the nineties. So- yeah,
1: I think they've um, they've just done a new uh, a new edition. I think. Um- because they did those uh, 40th anniversary
0: Black Series uh, Star Wars yes. figures yep. on a card, and yep. I think
1: I think they're playing off the popularity of those and trying that with Marvel now.
0: Yeah, I, that was something I saw in, in in a story the other day. I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. And for a minute, there was a the, you know there was that burst of nostalgia, and oh, yeah. you know it almost caught me. I'm like, well, I had these as a kid. No, I better not. Uh, you know, I had to <laughs> had to stop myself. But um, uh, but yeah. So they they and you know they're bringing back the vintage collection. I guess this coming spring, aren't they, Hasbro?
1: Yeah, they are. And uh, I'm excited about that because I was never into those, uh, the Walmart exclusive uh, ones that right. they did of um, the three and three-quarter right. inch uh, figures. Um, I just didn't like the presentation. You know, I like a lot of people. I, I prefer those, the vintage collection cards.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, but uh, I guess one... One, I don't want to say disappointment, but one drawback to I think the first few waves is it kind of looks like they're repacking the figures that have already been on the market in in the Black Series mm-hmm. um, var- variations. Oh, really? Just, yeah, that they're because uh, I know the the Kylo and Ray and uh, Cassian and uh, okay. Jin. Those those are figures that have been released already so they're just putting them on the the card by the looks of it so i think we're gonna get uh, a mix of uh, repacks mm-hmm. um and a few new ones thrown in here and there so we'll have to wait and we'll have to wait and see they have yeah. only revealed um i think maybe the first wave or so so i'm not sure what what they're planning for the rest of the year
0: are you an opener
1: Um, I'm kind of a half and half. Yeah, me too. If it's a package line I really like,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um, I, I'll leave it in the package like the vintage collection. But, but if I, the ones of those I really like, I might buy a second one to open, Mm -hmm. um, But this, the I I will say the Black Series six-inch, it got me. I was never a completist before, Um, but having those numbers on the boxes, it's awful. It's awful. I just feel like I have to have them all, Um, and it's become such a such a dilemma in buying because they were it. Times they've been so hard to get. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to wait months after they've officially hit the market. Sometimes before they ever hit Amazon. Yeah. So if you you don't have uh, you know a lot like I don't have a lot of brick and mortar stores to choose from here, I mostly got to depend on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So those ones that take forever to come out, and there were a couple um, of the smaller figures from like Rogue One that um, that didn't come out till a year. A year oh, later I like still,
0: that. I still never found a Bays or a Cheerit. Um, oh, yeah. You know.
1: Well, they're they are re-releasing those with the the Force Link um, chips in them. Um, I think on December fifteenth.
0: Well, the in the in the six inch Black Series line. Oh, the six inch. Yeah. Um, yeah, those. I
1: think I ended up getting them at, like, a Comic-Con or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, they were hard to find. I don't know if they're even easily available
0: now. No, I don't, I don't know. Um, the, the Force Link technology is kind of... I don't know how I feel about it. I, I thought that Hasbro hit the nail on the head with the Rogue One, the, as far as the three and three-quarter-inch line goes, with the app that came, and you could scan in the code that came with the figure, and and... And edit movies, you know, make a little movie that gave you special effects that you could do. You know, you could film your figures doing things. And um, oh yeah, and uh, I never and, even played with that. Yeah, it's a cool little app, and um, and I thought they'd kind of hit a home run with that. They didn't need to go, the, you know, back down the road of talking technology, a la the the old uh, Comtech chip stuff. But right, um,
1: I'll be honest, I really like the uh, the. Um force link uh, oh, yeah. effects. Um, but I would like to see them uh, make an adult version of the, the reader because <laughs> I I don't know how I'm supposed to use it. It's made for a child's wrist, right, so I, right. I can't wear it. Sure. Um, and it's a little clunky. To, you got to tap it to make it work. Mm. And sometimes it works great. It just clicks through all the sounds. But other times it's a little... Hard. So I'd like a new reader. But um, the, the one thing I'm finding, though, that I, I'm not so sure about is that it doesn't seem like a lot of the lines that the characters say are the original actor. Some are, but I think some are um, voice actors that they've swapped out. I don't know I don't know why that is if it's they just didn't have the sound clips to work with mm-hmm. or maybe it's a contractual thing or you know I'm not sure
0: Yeah Oh well you know in my I guess my question is is all are not all those sounds in the force link do you think I, that's if if you're going to have these sounds Mm -hmm. I I guess I don't understand fully how the technology works. So if I have this contraption that when I hold it up to this figure, it makes the sounds of that figure somewhere in that contraption, the sounds are already there, right? Well,
1: I think the way it's supposed to work is that the chip, the chip is in the uh, foot of the action figure. Right. And, um, and the reader's supposed to read that, and the sound effects, I guess, are supposed to be in the chip. So each figure's so the- suppo- supposedly got the sound effects okay. in, in the chip and the foot. Um, so- I did hear of a case on uh, on Rebel Force Radio about so- uh, someone that thought they they heard the wrong sounds with a figure, um, which would lend it itself to possibly that the the sounds were in the reader right. rather than the chip. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm hoping this, the sounds are in the figure, right? Because if they are, that means they can expand this technology and we could have this, you know, in, in figures in the future and sure. just keep growing this. Well, that's, if they're actually in the reader, then, then this, this technology will be very
0: limited. Right. Well, and you almost wish there was a way to update the figures, like pl- plug them into a USB port and you know, at like wherever, wherever the chip is, wherever the reader, like if, if the, if it is a reader that then that reads information off of the chip of the figure and then translates that into an audio file coming up out of the thing, I I know we're getting way too deep into this, but this is the first time I've really thought about it, Adam. Um, sure. If it, it would just be cool to have a way to update these things. And I think that's, to me, that's kind of the limitations of this technology as is yeah, you can have more figures come down the line that can be read but um but for but for those figures, you know they've only got their three or four lines it's they'll pull the it's right. all it's the old pull the string on the doll, and there's only so much can be said but I think it'd be right. neat to be able to update and you know upgrade these things, you know be able to somehow either either through you know via Bluetooth or. You know something um i I guess we're headed down that road for sure, right
1: yeah yeah i uh I think so they'll keep growing though mm-hmm. if if you can update uh the figure yourself, that does take away the incentive to buy another one
0: with, that's true with, <laughs> with Without, with more that's true that's true but uh, yeah, well, look, I haven't thought this all the way through yet adam i'm not I'm not <laughs> ready to go to Hasbro with my marketing plan quite yet. They tried. Right. I had the app idea a long time ago. Um right. and, and to me, again, I just think that was the way to go was with the app because you unlocked all these different special effects features and everything. And, uh-huh. um, and it was, it's just really cool. it, um, it gets, I mean, if you've got some rogue one figures laying around, grab a few and download that app and, and piddle around with it. I think you'll enjoy it. I think, I think you'll dig it a lot. Um, I, I've, I've jumped all over the place. I jumped right into collecting with you accidentally. And I, and I haven't done any of the plugging that I need to do. Um, Adam, so if you'll sit there uncomfortably for a moment while I plug a few things.
1: That is great. Cause I've got a cat that's telling me he really has to pee. Okay. So I need
0: to go <laughs> let him, open the door and let him out. And all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's a cat pee break time for plugs. Um, <laughs> Just want to remind everyone, we've already mentioned Amazon, of course, but there's a million other ways you can, uh, not literally literally a million, but there's a lot of other ways you can support the shows. You can do so by going to geekoutonline.com, geekoutpodcast.com. Use all those different links that you'll find there to the aforementioned Amazon, Entertainment Earth, Think Geek, all kinds of places there you can help out. And if you want to support the shows directly, you can do so through Patreon, just like our featured supporter. On this episode, Andolan Ferezzo, If Andolan was a fictional role-playing char- game character, then we'd be talking the highest level of wizardry one can achieve. But since the Golaverse is real world, uh, we're talking. Uh, we're talking. Andolan possesses the powers of the cosmos in a way that, to us mere mortals, looks like magic, but is. Re- but is really the elemental forces of the universe coursing through Ferezo's body to thwart evil and protect the Earth from threats at home and extraterrestrially. That's uh, Angela Fulferrezzo. Ful- How about one take loss and struggle through his own writing on this one? Uh, he's our featured supporter uh, from Patreon at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. We appreciate everyone who supports us uh, via Patreon. Now, we've also uh, been giving you an opportunity to win uh, a $25 gift card. We've got two more left to give here, and we're going to give them away right now. Two $25 gift cards to... Fandango. One of the ways we said to win was uh, at the Facebook group over at uh, Facebook.com, and it's our gar- Guardians of the Goldiverse group. Basically, I posted who wants to go to the movies with Geek Out Loud and Fandango. And if you commented, you got thrown into the pile to be randomly selected. And uh, our random selection brought up Jamie Rotella. So, Jamie Rotella, you have won a $25 gift card for from Fandango that you can use to go see The Last Jedi. I don't know, next week's big musical opening, The Showman. Uh, right now, uh, at the uh, at the geekoutonline.com and geekoutpodcast.com, you can see a place where you can order your own Fandango gift cards. 15% off. Buy gift cards now. Use those, and it really does help the show out when you do that. We thank Fandango for supporting us. So, Jamie, get in touch either through a Facebook direct message or... Uh, or a Twitter direct message, or just email us, and uh, and I know how to verify that it's you, and um, and and we will get this sent out to you. Now, we also said we we're going to do something for the Patreon listeners, so we took all of November's patrons, and uh, we assigned you all a number, much like our uh, our Twitter contest where we assigned everyone who tweeted us a number. We assigned all the November patrons a number. So if you supported us through November, you are in this contest And we come away with A randomly selected person And we did This was all done through random.org Which is a random number generator That you can go through one And however many we were at We were actually one to ninety-three And the number we came up with Was the number of Mark All So Mark uh Roadtide is, uh, is Mark Mark Shoot me an email um, With your address and we will get that to you or i probably i think i already have your address so um so shoot me an email anyway to make sure i've got the right one mark and uh and we will uh we'll get that out to you so that's all that's our winners of the fandango gift cards and we appreciate everyone who has been supporting the shows and and partaking in these different contests and everything thank you so much we love giving stuff away it's always fun here on on the geek out loud adam how's that cat he is much relieved. Great, He'd run
1: downstairs off to the cat box.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great, good deal, good deal. Um, d- just to stay on collecting for another second here. Sure. Did you ever do the? Um, did you ever do trading cards back in the day?
1: I did um, back in the uh, the early eighties. I had. Um, Mostly it was uh, Return of the Jedi and a few stray like Empire Strikes mm-hmm, Back mm-hmm. cards. I had. Um, I think I managed all the ET cards um, and a bunch of Dark Crystal. Um, oh that's, wow! That's about all I have. I um, recently I've reacquired some Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, uh, I think I got all the Dark Crystal as
0: well. Oh, you're speaking my language right now.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I love those. They were, they were. I mean, that was because in those early days, you, especially before VHS, mm-hmm. VHS, you couldn't, you know, go out and see the movie again. So those cards right. were, those were one of your only connections to uh, those movies. Exactly. So they were, they were yes. precious back yeah. then.
0: Well, nowadays, T.O.P.S. is still around doing... I mean, if you if you go back and look uh, at a lot of your cards, especially those Star Wars cards and E.T., uh, it's T.O.P.S. that was doing them, and T.O.P.S. is still around today. See how I used you to segue into a plug for a sponsor? Beautiful. Thank you. Um, Tops is still around today doing their thing They started doing collecting cards back in 1950 When they put their first, bubble, put, put their first baseball cards in with their bubble gum There's no more bubble gum, it's all uh, cards And as far as Star Wars goes right now It's the Star Wars Stellar Signature Series That is uh, actually going to be released this week It's a limited collection Features autographs from 40 of the most in-demand Star Wars actors On luxurious slab 48-point cards Those are the thick big daddies Only 100 collector boxes will be made. All cards are numbered to 40 or less with a guaranteed one-of-one autograph in each box. The Star Wars saga continues with the Star Wars The Last Jedi trading cards coming out soon as the movie is released. And it will feature characters and scenes from the upcoming Star Wars The Last Jedi, plus exciting hits to chase. There are two per hobby box, sketch cards, medallion cards, autographed medallion cards, and even more. One autograph or sketch card per hobby box is guaranteed. And don't forget about the Star Wars Card Trader app, everyone. Limited time crystal bundle sales are now live in the Card Trader app by Tops. Get twenty percent more crystals in participating bundles, and those offers are available through December twenty first. You can open free packs every day, get coins and awards just for signing in. It's the Star Wars galaxy in the palm of your hands, y'all. Tops, rediscover Tops and rediscover the joy of collecting. Um, it was the Star Wars Card Trader app a couple of years back, Adam, that really reignited my love of collecting trading cards because I used to do the same thing I had as a child and I mean a wee child um, just a a buttload of Empire Strikes Back trading cards that I just carried around with me wherever I went and would just sit, even before I could read, would just sit and look at the pictures you know.
1: Yeah, I remember taking them to school with me every day and at recess we would, you know, trade our extras.
0: Yes, oh my gosh, those were the days, man.
1: Those were fun. Yes. Those were great yeah,
0: that was some good stuff. And um and I still I, I've still got that bug of and and of course it's any collecting thing, you know, when you start collecting you get into it and and the bug just um and the bug just completely got a hold of me um with the with the trading cards again. I and I've bought some old vintage boxes full of stuff like everything dude from uh Gremlins. Oh. To uh, to Tron, um, in fact, oh uh, friend of the show Shaz Bazaar. I, I want to suggest to you. I don't know how many podcasts you're listening to these days, Adam, but if you've got room for one more on Mondays, there's a show called Techno Retro Dads um, that that comes out, and it's uh, it's friend of the show is named Shaz Bazaar and his buddy Jedi Schwa. You've probably seen him around at some RFR gatherings. And, I have heard of him. I think I've seen them. Man, Techno Retro Dads will be right up your alley. You would love it. These guys do. They do everything that I ever wanted Geek Out Loud to be. They just do it better. <laughs> and it is it is such a fun show. And um, and Shaz was here in, in town where I'm at in Rome, Georgia, uh, a little while back. And we sat at a restaurant and opened a box of um, Tron trading cards.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: And started thumbing through the old Tron. And I mean, like, from 1982, it was... It was fabulous. And, uh, and people were just looking at us like we're all weird. We're like, all right, look at this. Check this out. And we just, we had a blast doing that. So, um, I would, uh, yeah, I, I can't suggest that podcast to you enough. They're not paying me to say that. I'm just telling you right out of the gate. That's, that's oh, some good I'll stuff. Check them out. Well, um, <clears throat> let's, uh, let's do this because, you know, I, again, I, I slipped into the collecting thing a little bit quicker than I meant to, but that's fine. I enjoyed it. I love talking this stuff, yeah. man. I, I, I love, um, I have always loved Star Wars toys, particularly, mm-hmm. and um, and and I find myself just, you know, if you bring up something about a about a particular figure here or there, or, an old, or one of the old play sets or ships or something, it, I just can't. I'll just start running off at the mouth about how great it is, and and uh, and I still do that to this day with some things. Um, I don't. You know, I don't like to bash or or get upset about or, you know, be negative about. I do feel like some of the quality has gone down a little bit in recent years. But by and large, um, it's I I can't complain because it's so there's so much and it's so much fun to collect some of this stuff. And and some of the things we've been given like that Black Series Emperor's Mm -hmm. Emperor's Royal Guard, Imperial Royal Guard is such a good looking figure, man oh it is it's
1: it's pretty amazing
0: um the thing I like about the six inch black series you know you mentioned the numbers on the side, which also you know drives me crazy because I have to have <laughs> them all, but I like right. the fact that if you safely open the box um you know you can you can display these things and then put them back in the box later if should you need to really easily and you know and 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 it's a it's as long as you've got a place to keep their boxes um they're easy to to put back in if you need to yeah they are they are very sturdy boxes Mm -hmm. yeah how do you handle display and storage that's the trick isn't it
1: yeah that's that's the real trick it's it's becoming (laughs) increasingly a problem um i will say uh walmart um has these plastic uh, cabinets Um, they're, um, I forget who makes them, but they, they, if you ever go in the the plastic cabinet section, you'll see what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like they're cle- They're like a black frame with clear um, pull-out uh, totes. Yes, there's usually like three of them in a stack, mm-hmm. and I found they they work really great for both size figures. You mm. can um, set I think uh, six six or seven of the black series in a row, or you can. Um, I think probably about uh, maybe 20 or so of the the smaller three and a quarter inch, you can uh, stack very nicely in them. So I've got a a little um, plastic cabinet city (laughs) from Walmart (laughs) where I've been storing them all.
0: So you keep them them kind of the drawers pushed in and when you're wanting to show them off or look at them, you, you pull the drawers out and there they are?
1: Right, yeah, that that's what I've had to
0: do yeah. just because
1: I just don't I don't have like a Star Wars room. Right. Um which I really want to have. Mm-hmm. Um but but I do have um vintage um uh the the old uh, Kenner figures. Yes. I have just a smattering of them on on the wall in plastic mm. cases that I kind of rotate as
0: Are those would those be like your original figures as a, from childhood or ones that you've reacquired mm-hmm. over the years?
1: I wish they were the ones I had as a child. Yeah. Unfortunately, I when I went off to college, I sold my original collection oh, wow. to, um, to buy my first computer, and I've always kind of regretted that. Mm-hmm. So after I became an author, I've sort of been slowly re- reacquiring sure. my favorite things. Yeah, for like ten times or more right. the price that I originally right.
0: paid. Yeah, well, that's the that's the name of the game these days, and you know, and as more Star Wars comes about, the more these people are going to try to take advantage of um, having some of these old things. I was fortunate enough to um to be able to hold on to most of my collection from childhood. Oh. Um, now by hold on to it, I mean, as I went off to college, my mom made me put in storage boxes and it sat out in a, in a storage, uh, building, you know, not climate controlled for years and years. So there's some yellowing that has taken place on some of these items and stuff. But, um, when I discovered eBay back, mm. back at the turn of the century, you know, around 1999, 2000, one of the first things I started, once I started having disposable income, one of the things I started doing was just looking for old Star Wars parts and pieces right. to try to kit-bash back together my toys to make them complete. Ah. And um, and that began to be one of my fun hobbies. And I started um, in the first place that I had that was kind of my own place, had an extra mm-hmm. room. I was like, well, this is going to be the Star Wars room. And it never dawned on me that other people were doing that. Right. Like I thought, I and of course at the time I thought I was the only one in the world anyway who still liked Star Wars so much. And so... Even though the prequels were out and they were doing great. Uh, but you know I was the only person I knew who was really into Star Wars. And, um, and then I get online, you know eventually and find all these other people doing the same thing. I'm like, we're all alike. We are all <laughs> of us. We are all of us the same in mind, um, because those, because the idea of a Star Wars and now I can't fathom having a place where I don't have my Star Wars stuff somehow some way on display um and uh and and after a after a move last year it's all finally under one roof with me and um and so i've been trying to get it back out and 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 set up and and that is that's fired me up for the last jedi oh yeah because oh, yeah. just going through all my uh all my stuff has has just kind of like ignited um ignited my my excitement about about the last jedi I, is are you how did you feel and how do you feel let me ask you this how do you feel mm-hmm. Disney and Lucasfilm have done just strictly from a cinematic standpoint Force Awakens Rogue One and then how do you how optimistic or not optimistic are you moving forward into Last Jedi next this week
1: Um I think they've done a uh, a fantastic job uh, with the movies um I love these uh, first two that I've seen so far so I'm I'm pretty excited about uh, next week. Um, though I will say uh, my for my work, my mind's been uh, the last couple months been in things other than Star Ooh. Wars. Um, so uh, I've been a little bit distracted um i think if i were you know more focused in my work on star wars i'd be you know more into it but i i'm sure well on uh thursday for the premiere i'm i'm doing uh, i've got this kind of tradition with my local movie theater where i do a book signing for the premiere weekends for um, star wars and uh, if there's a marvel Movie like oh, wow. Poor Ragnarok that cool. coincides. I'll do the the whole weekend. I'll yeah. do a book signing, and that really gets me, you know, pumped up and you know back into the spirit. Yeah. And I'll see see the movie every day um, where I, when I'm at the
0: theater. So. <laughs> every day. Well, that's this week, Adam. Like yeah. that's that's the. I mean that's that's this week. So are you going to be doing that this week?
1: Yeah, I am. Yep, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and uh, maybe Sunday as
0: well. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Um, so, if you're listening, and you're and you're at what theater? Do you know? Um, it's in uh,
1: Petoskey, Michigan. Just one theater.
0: Well, we have uh, we have a lot of listeners up in Michigan. So, in fact, there was a guy who was at the movie theaters. Now, he's closer. Where is that in relation to? I don't know how. Well, I can't remember what part of Michigan he's from. Anyhow. He walks into the movie theater with his uh, Geek Out Loud shirt on. And behind the counter, taking his order for his popcorn, the young lady says, I like that show too. So, oh, that's awesome. So we've got some listeners there in Michigan. So if you're up and around Petoskey, Michigan, did I say that right, Petoskey? Yep. Go that's see it. Adam this weekend. That's awesome, dude. So you just roll in there, you do some signing, and you go sit and watch the movie, huh?
1: Yeah, it's, it's perfect. And especially around the holidays, Christmas, I love movie theaters, Mm -hmm. but if you're in a movie theater at Christmas time, you know, that's got Christmas music and Christmas trees and decorations and all those holiday movies and blockbusters and stuff. It's just, it's just the perfect environment to get you in the holiday spirit and nostalgic and all of that. So I love doing it. It's a great tradition.
0: Yeah. Um, it sounds, it sounds, I would, I've got to find something to do at a theater every year now. Every time a Marvel movie or a. I've got to, okay, here's my new goal in life, everyone. I'm going to make friends with the theater owners around here and I'm going to start podcasting you, <laughs> on big you premiere got to. nights. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: you got to. <laughs> yeah. There's, um, there's, uh, the local radio station. Um, they. They also the the first uh, the first premiere night. They also do a little show at, at the oh, really? same theater I do. Yeah, that's so fun. They've made made a tradition. You should totally do that. Host oh. a little pod, podcasting party. You know, get people to come for you know an yes. hour or two beforehand yeah. and set up some little costume. speakers. Yeah, set yeah, up some little that'd speakers. Be
0: awesome. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be fun. We uh our our theater, one of our theaters here in town recently just put out in their lobby the new recliners that they're about to put in into their theater, mm-hmm. into one of the into one of the cinemas, and um and so it's a, it's about to be on around here, man. It, it's about to be one of those situations where I'm like, well, I just got to go kick back in the movie theater now. Oh yeah, and do my thing, do my thing. Um, now, are you in a place where you? Where everything about episode eight is speculation, pretty much, except what you've seen in trailers.
1: Um. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The next movie. That the next movie's eight, right? Mm-hmm. Six, Last Jedi. Je- I'm
0: sorry. I should say <laughs> yeah. the Last Jedi. <laughs> That's
1: okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know anything about it that isn't public knowledge. Right. So. Right. Yeah. And, and I've, I have, I've avoided most things. Mm-hmm. I Me too. Generally. I kind of learned my lesson with um, The Force Awakens where I started seeing in advertisements that it was telling me a little too much and I was able to guess things and I ended up being right. Mm. Um, So I just um, I watch everything up until the the full official full length trailer and I'll watch that and then that's about it. I try to avoid everything uh, else after that. But I do, I do have my theories and speculations. Ooh. I think I've, I think I've figured out what, um, what the cliffhangers are going to be and all that. Or at least I, ha- I have a good guess that I feel strongly
0: about. Well, speculate away. Oh gosh, I'm afraid if I'm right, people, can <laughs> be not- <laughs> <laughs> it'll be the old backlash. You spoiled it for us. What are you thinking? Oh man, remember uh, how Empire Strikes Back? The novelization came out before the movie and and people were spoiled on on that big reveal and nobody cares of this yeah. day that they were <laughs> oh i know yeah there's
1: there's the empire strikes back and there's the soundtrack to um, the
0: phantom menace phantom
1: menace yeah there's always these little things that give it away uh one thing i did though did do um uh was it this weekend um i uh, i wrote down my theory and i just put it in in an envelope and sealed oh, it nice and, and I uh, I post I just posted the envelope online, so I figure after I
0: that's see great. It,
1: I I will read my uh, that's cool. My theory. See,
0: yeah. I was I, that's what I was trying to do was give you a give you a platform to have it, damped, uh, stated and damp. Uh, wait, damped and wait stamped and dated. Wow. <laughs> By the way, one take Glosson just ran into that little phrase, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> stamped and dated. I wanted to have it stamped and dated. Um, right. I I don't know. i I'm really surprised um there's one scene in the trailer where and, and I don't feel like it's being cut I, weird, right. I, I think this is actually you know Ray is actually facing down Snoke or he's facing down Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really surprised that that confrontation is taking place in the second movie of this trilogy.
1: Yeah, does it does, uh, it does uh, seem early?
0: I I tended right. to think that that was going to happen, you know, a la Emperor and, you know, because we we finally fully saw the Emperor in Return of the Jedi. So I just kind of felt right. like, well, this will be a this will be an Episode Nine kind of thing. This this will be the final thing of the trilogy. So I I'm 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 wondering if we're not going to be going in a little bit different direction. I know there's been some concern. Uh, where people have been thinking, you know, oh, the the Force Awakens was just a remake of Episode Four, and I know there's been con- mm-hmm. been some concern that this would be similar with Episode Five, but I'm thinking it's not going to be at all. I'm thinking there may be some similar story beats, just you know, from a right. from from trying to keep a mythology kind of standpoint of of how a trilogy would work and everything. But I I'm thinking this may end up be actually be a surprising thing for Star Wars fans.
1: Yeah, I. Uh... I'm with you. I think I think there will be some things that do parallel um empire. You know, we've got some obvious things just the trailers with mm-hmm. an ad at-, at, you know, land oh. metal and stuff like that. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think um to have that confrontation in the second film there's gotta be, in terms of you know villains and and whatnot. There's gotta be something bigger than Snoke than mm. in the next movie, um, because we we will have already done this. Um, but I think I think this movie is gonna have um, I think it's gonna have a Luke I am your father moment. Oh okay. I I don't think that's gonna be Rey's parents. Who Rey's parents are? I've I've never thought that that's going to be really that 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 fact alone is going to be a very big deal. Um I think there's some other things going on that uh, will be more important than that.
0: But Adam at this point with as much focus as there is on the character of Ray just in the story, she is the the story, you know. She is the story of the, yeah. of the of the sequel trilogy. And with this and then you take the fans and all that we've done and speculated mm-hmm. and said would it not be would it not be unwise on their part not to make ray kind of a big deal
1: i think she's a big deal but um i kind of think this is kylo ren's
0: movie okay all right um,
1: i think ray i mean ray i think she's the main character mm-hmm. of the trilogy in the way that I didn't think about that
0: phone going. Your cat, off. your cat's calling. He wants back in now. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm um, sorry about that. No, I you're always fine. Forget about this phone. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Ray is uh, Ray's the main character of the trilogy, mm-hmm. and I think she'll continue to be. But I think um, you know, I think she got her focus on the first movie, and I think it's Kylo's going to get a, a bit That's more of her focus here. And I think. Um, I think whatever reveals and secrets and stuff, cliffhangers, I think they're going to be heavily focused on him mm. uh, as much or more than they are on Ray. That's just I, my hunch. You know
0: what? I, I haven't thought about it, but I absolutely don't necessarily disagree. Um, even based on the trailers, you know, the, the, the trailers we've seen, the, the stuff that's going on with Kylo seems to have a lot more drama behind it than even what, what's happening with Ray.
1: I think it does because uh, regardless of what Rey's parentage is uh, Kylo is Princess Leia's son. Mm-hmm. Um we know that and you know Han Solo's son. So there's got to be uh drama there and he you know wh- whether Rey is or not he is the Skywalker descendant. So I'm c- I'm kind of in the camp that yeah these these saga films are the Skywalker story but as far as we know, he he is the Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, uh, you know, again, I think Ray's the main character, but I think he's a lot more important than um, than the fans have picked
0: up wow. on as a whole. That is a great point. That is you've you've just done that thing where you've completely twisted my head around, <laughs> and I love it. I love every minute of it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yes, I'm in. I'm 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 i agree with adam can i get a shirt made that says that i agree with adam um so and you, i will say you know at at the end of the
1: the trailer we see what looks like uh you know kylo and ray um you know him him extending his hand and maybe some kind of team up yeah now it's my, my original reaction was, no, I think these scenes are being spliced together and that's, you know, <laughs> meant to throw us off course. But right. I, I'm not so sure anymore.
0: Well, and... my my initial reaction was just the opposite, was I think that this is misdirection by not misdirecting. But then in another TV spot or trailer, mm-hmm. um, it appears that Ray is actually speaking to Luke when she says that. Ah. But Kylo is still extending his hand to someone.
1: Right, exactly. You
0: know, so there's still that. That's that's the thing, yeah. is it is though it may it may be kind of like the whole Lord Vader Rise from the uh from from the episode three uh original teaser trailer. That though that was those those words weren't necessarily uttered, they it was basically just Emperor's lines edited together differently, and so you still got that effect and you still had everything go down. And I, I'm just wondering if maybe just because they're using Ray's line to Luke, I need someone to show me my place in all of this, if it doesn't necessarily mean that Kylo won't be extending a hand of assistance yeah. or something to her. Um,
1: I, I th- yeah, I, I think that's a, a very good point. It, it may be a different scene, but I think, I think Kylo still extending you know some sort of a team up yeah and for that not to be weird mm-hmm. for that for that not to be like really creepy mm-hmm. um there has to be some sort of reason why that would be reasonable mm-hmm. to Re- presumably ray that he's extending that and so i think there's i think we know far less about kylo than we think we do i'll just say that
0: that's um, that's an interesting point, and I and I and I can't disagree with it. I cannot disagree with it at all. Um, to, uh, to 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 kind of because I I don't want to take too much of your time this evening.
1: Oh no, no uh, problem.
0: But also because we're here at the tail end of the year, and we've had just as much as we're looking forward to Star Wars in a couple of days. We have had so much goodness come about this year as far as geek stuff and genre stuff and that sort of thing. Um, ha, what's what's been some of your favorite, whether it's TV, movies, in the books, in the comics, whatever's been going on? Uh, what are, what are some standout things for you for you from this past year? Anything hit you off the top of your head?
1: Yeah, well, I'm very uh, movie centric, um, mm-hmm. especially because of the the sort of writing that I do. So um, I love Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, I think yeah. My my favorite movie of the year. Um, prior to that, uh, I think it was Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I loved them both, um, but uh, this Thor was just fantastic. Um, like you, I uh, loved uh, uh, Stranger Things, mm-hmm. um, so seeing that uh, second season was great. Um, yeah, I guess... Um, a lot of my years it's been consumed with uh book tours and conventions sure, too. Sure. So um Star Wars uh celebration, where was that? Was that in Orlando this year?
0: Yeah, I think it's it was year. it back down or, yeah, it was back down in Orlando this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was fun. I got to
1: meet um, Hayden Christensen.
0: Oh I got wow! In, got in line
1: with everybody else.
0: Nice. Um, no, and, no special uh, treatment for the author, huh? No, none at all. <laughs> <laughs> I spent my whole day chasing lines mm. <laughs> for that.
1: Uh, but that was awesome because yeah. you know I I was not around uh, back when, during the prequels when he those uh, first conventions were you off traveling the world is that what was happening back then i was i think uh i think i was over in vietnam at that time so yeah so that was cool um
0: now how much how, uh, how much time did you have with hayden not much i'm assuming
1: not much um did i uh yeah, I, I got the autograph. Uh he autographed one of my books and you know, I told him, you know, that I was the author and how excited uh, I was to meet him and have him sign my own books. So that's cool. He, he yeah, he thought that was great and shook my hand again. Um so yeah, that was cool and then just a quick uh, uh quick uh, couple seconds with the photo. So yeah. yeah, I got the same same treatment everybody
0: else does. Same as everyone. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um I I just wonder I, you know I I heard from all from all reports that for him celebration was as healing as it was as far as his relationship to Star Wars goes was as healing as it was for everyone else to have him there you know right. like like it yeah. was it was a really big deal for him to be there and and I think it went a long way for him to to feel like okay you know I can I can move past all the haters now.
1: Right. Yeah. I uh, I heard from the kind of the behind the scenes uh, grapevine that he was really nervous. Yeah. Um, about coming, that he was kind of scared of how people would react because mm-hmm. he's apparently well well aware of you well know, sure the, you know all that's transpired with fandom in the past, and so yeah. But um, so he was he was surprised, and I think. Gratified um, by the very positive reactions. So that's good. I, I really hope we will see him uh, at more events. I know Tops is, con- it sounds like they've continued to have him sign for them. So that's good. And I really hope we're going to get um, a, a Hayden as Darth Vader cameo, uh, you know, Force Ghost.
0: Man, in, I, would this movie. I would love it. I would love I Well, you know, I think. That and this has been one of my speculations, and I know that they've scrapped anything and everything. I guess Lucas was going to do, as far as we know, right? But I think that one of the reasons, when you go back and watch, um, with, what they did with the Blu-rays, and I think you no, know, I think they did it initially in the DVDs by putting Hayden in over uh Sebastian Shaw at the end of Return of the Jedi. I think it was because Lucas said, if we go back and and do this, do these sequel trilogy. I want to be able to use a Force Ghost of Anakin, and right. it's got to be Hayden.
1: It makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so I I would love to see Force Ghost Anakin communing with either Luke, or maybe breaking through to Kylo somehow. I think it would be amazingly cool.
1: I think it would be, and I think. Um... Lucasfilm and Disney—they've—they've they've set new precedents with you know recalls to the prequels, especially in Rogue One with Jim right. Smiths and um, Yep, Mon Mothma and some of the others. So it's it's possible. I'm sure they're I'm sure they're gonna you know probably everything like that. There's gonna be a, a little bit of a debate at, mm-hmm. at some level of Disney. You know, do we want to go down that road or not? But um, I hope they do, and I th- I think it's a strong possibility. I think there's got to be. There's got to be reasons why they pulled uh, Hayden back for celebration and all that, mm-hmm. you know, because he hasn't been to other things in a very long time. Right. So I'm sure there's, if he's not in this movie, I'm sure there's discussions about other things. Maybe we'll see
0: him in the next one. Mm-hmm. I think um, I, I I've said this before in the past on, in referring to some other shows, particularly Rebels, and then it, I'm I'm like you with some of the stuff we saw in Rogue One. Um, I and and even knowing even the references in in the Force Awakens to clone to a clone army, um, the fact that Phasma wears her armor is basically made out of Palpatine's uh, old spaceship. You know, the whole of that is right. and uh, you know and and that's a Naboo thing, which is just decidedly prequel. I think there's a subversive effort on the part of Lucasfilm to. To put the prequels back out there to everyone, and to make everyone come around on these prequels, because I, for one, love those three movies, and 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 though I recognize their weaknesses, um, I don't think they're bad story. I don't think there's bad storytelling that takes place. I think there's some bad acting choices in one or two places. Right. I, I think there was some some poor directors' choices that were made in one or two places, but right. oh, but oh, by and large, overall. They those prequels give us so much that that just expanded, for lack of a better word, everything that we knew about Star Wars, and it changed our discussions about Star Wars. You know, from the nature of the Force to right on to who would win in a fight. You know, scenarios, and Mm -hmm. uh, and 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 so I, I it, it saddens me that there's been such a pulling away from those things. Um, but now we're also getting into a time pretty soon where the kids who were kids were, were really kind of already there. I mean, you think about the five and six year olds in nineteen ninety nine who were introduced to Star Wars through the Phantom Menace, they're now in their early twenties about to hit the workforce and and have disposable income and they're gonna you know, and for them, vintage is episode one. Right. And uh and so I think that you're going to see Disney and Lucasfilm start to lean back into that in the coming years. Um and and I think a great place to start would be Anakin showing up as a Force ghost in one of these sequel trilogy movies. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um you mentioned Thor Ragnarok and loving it. I too absolutely love Thor Hulk is one of my favorite Superheroes It goes Superman and Hulk And then some days It goes Hulk Superman As the top two Um, (laughs) And and to have Hulk talking As Hulk did Back in the days Of Marvel Comics You know Back in the 70s and 80s Marvel Comics and everything Was just fantastic to me Um, Were you okay Because I know Some people were split And I kind of And I lean on The side of Maybe too much Were you okay With the comedic feel Of that film Throughout?
1: Um I was uh, it of course it it' it's, it's in a it's a big contrast to mm-hmm. uh, the, the two that came before because yep. they they've got comedic elements right um, yes but especially I think the first one more than the second um, but not definitely not to this scale and mm-hmm. so it it took me a few minutes yeah. um, when it I saw it the first <laughs> time to really Um I guess adjust to the temperature of right, it, right? Um, right, because it starts out, you know, funny right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but once once it got going, I was totally into it. Yeah. Um, because it is it is genuinely funny. Um, and it 's also it's i 've spent a lot of time in uh, New Zealand, uh, especially around Wellington, um, so it is very kiwi New Zealand uh, humor too, because the d- directors a New Zealander mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I especially appreciated that <laughs> um, but yeah i was I was totally cool with uh, the humor, yeah. um, especially in light of Guardians of the galaxy because it's it 's i mean one of the funniest movies there is, especially the second one. So i I hope we see I hope we see more in that direction with Marvel. I think Marvel could use a, a more
0: humor. You think so? I, I feel like they've. I feel like with Iron Man and and uh, and, and and especially the the even the first two Thor movies, I thought they struck a really good balance. And the Avengers, I thought they struck a good balance between the humor and the and and the drama. You know, and, and really did well. With Guardians, that was a whole different animal, you know, and, right. and I thought that it was perfect to have this new kind of feeling and vibe in the Marvel Universe that we were introduced to through the Guardians of the Galaxy. And, um, and, and I guess watching Thor, uh, I, I, there were a few beats, and I've talked to some friends about this, there were a few beats that I thought they kind of mishandled, like it was a little too much. Mm-hmm. but um but I, by and large it didn't ruin the movie for me i absolutely loved right. it and some of the and you're right some of the moments that are just kind of you know kiwi funny or or, or new zealand i think of when uh, he's talking to loki and loki disappears and then all of a sudden cork just piss off ghost that's one of my favorite moments <laughs> <lines>. oh yeah <laughs> that's one of my favorite moments of the movie <laughs> oh. and he's like i tried to start a revolution but but there was a but i i didn't have enough pamphlets um, it's just that kind of stuff just owned me I thought it was yeah. fantastic Guardians 2 was Was good to me because I felt like um, That they shifted gears enough To make it different enough from the first film Right um, that, that you didn't feel like you were getting a rehash But you also were getting to revisit these characters And these characters all moved forward From where they were
1: Yeah, that that's what I liked about it Because, I mean, Honestly there wasn't uh, there wasn't a lot of plot central mm-hmm. plot storyline to this movie um it was a pretty simple plot mm-hmm. um but it was all about um family and relationships between the different characters and really building you know who the characters were and their personalities and exp- just exploring yeah. that you yeah. know being being very confident you know that these are strong um complicated characters and i just i love that because a you know, a lot of movies, even Marvel superhero movies, mm-hmm. they don't always get to explore the characters the right. way Guardians of the Galaxy did, um, and it was just beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I absolutely agree, and I, I think that that James Gunn and company have found such a good way of doing that. Whereas other sometimes when you start to try to explore the characters, you, they they go a little too far, and rather than actually exploring characters, they end up almost redefining characters is what has kind of happened with some of the dc universe stuff with your right. superman and batman and justice league seems to be trying to write that ship after after the stellar thing of the stellar movie wonder Woman. i thought wonder woman was was great
1: yeah it was it was fantastic was that was wonder woman this year
0: yeah was this uh, okay. yeah yeah it was like... this year yeah Man, yeah. this has been a long year Right, um, right Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming was this year as well
1: oh, gosh, yeah Yeah, it seems like those were ages ago Right
0: Yeah. There's been so much happen. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> Well, we're all yeah. in Star Wars mode now all of a sudden I so.
1: know, yeah Well, it's, you know, what's forefront on your mind But yeah, Sp- um, Spider-Man uh, Spider-Man's one of my favorite characters Yeah Favorite Marvel Ooh. characters And I, I really like uh, the... Tom Holland mm-hmm. as Spider Man, I Agreed. think he's perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, starting in the uh, Captain America: Civil War, mm-hmm. um, so that that he was a great choice. I'm I, I'm not sure though. After seeing the movie a couple times, it doesn't the, the story of that right. movie doesn't really stick with me. I right. think it's it's a little bit uh, forgettable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if it were more in Marvel's hands and less in Sony's, it yeah. might have done better. Um, mm-hmm.
0: That's interesting, I I felt like there were some visuals missing from yeah. from this. You know, we he spent you know the characters so much out in Queens and everything um, that what we've grown accustomed to in our Spider-Man movies ever since you know Sam Raimi's first with Tobey Maguire back in the early two thousands is these amazing shots of Spider-Man swinging web swinging through the city. Right. And and we never really got that um, in this movie. Never, and so from from a visual standpoint, and I know what they were doing. You know, like well, we got to build to that at some point. You know, right? Um, yeah. But but I and then to connect it so, to make sure that it's so deeply connected to the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, um, my my friend Scott Rifen calls it Iron Minion Homecoming. You know. And, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, and and you know, and I and I get onto him for being so snarky and such a jerk about things, but you kind of have to step back and say, well, I, he's kind of right, you know. Yeah, there, there, there was a little bit too much Stark involvement, you know, um, because part of what makes Spider-Man to me, and, and and as he's one of your characters, you may disagree, and that's great. Um, one of the things that makes him so special and unique is that for the longest time, he was a loner. Mm-hmm. You know, he did work alone and um and 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 so and no one and no one turned a hand to help him. In fact, people didn't trust him because of J. Jonah Jameson and, you know, the, the Daily Bugle always talking about the criminal that he is and everything. Even Aunt May right. didn't like Spider Man, you know. Right. So it it's just uh it's you know, it's a different take on the character and a different story. But I'm I'm like you. I think I think forgettable's the right word because I almost forgot that it even came out this year.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I kind of did.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially in light of you know Wonder Woman, which was right. a, which I think was a huge boon for DC movies yeah. and Warner Brothers because Patty Jenkins and company, I feel like they almost did that movie Pitch Perfect. You know,
1: yeah, it it really was a great movie, um, and I I just saw it again uh, just a couple days ago, and I liked it even more. Mm. Um, but I'm wondering. You know, I just saw um, Justice League a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. I I enjoyed it. Right. Um, it was it was a fun movie. I'd I'd like to see it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, one thing, well, a couple things I did notice about it: there there wasn't much. Plot to right. it, which is all, all right. Yeah. You know, it's, it was all fighting and battles and stuff, and some humorous lines and things. And I, I liked uh, the new characters. Uh, Jason Momo Mo, Mo, is it um, Aquaman? Mm-hmm. Was great, and um, the Flash. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Ezra, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. I think.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. He's I he I re- really liked his character a lot, um, but. There wasn't as much time with the characters as I'd like. There, there were a couple confusing spots, like Aquaman down underwater talking to that uh, that other Atlantis lady. I, you know, <laughs> I didn't really know who that was or what what that was all about. Right. Uh, that was kind of a, a little maybe holdover confusion from Batman versus Superman mm-hmm. uh, style there. Um. But yeah. Um. But I'm. What I'm wondering is, um, can they? I get, apparently I, i've heard that movie didn't it hasn't done well um so it was a box office uh, disappointment in ticket sales but mm-hmm. i'm so i'm just wondering can dc can they pull their whole franchise on on it seems like wonder woman is leading everything what yeah. are they going to do there
0: well i think uh i, I don't know they you know it, they definitely need to change um some directions that, you know, obviously I think that, that justice league was more fallout from Batman V Superman than it was a reaction Mm -hmm. to people not wanting to see justice league. Right. And, and, and I think that, um, it's like, I, I made a, I made a football analogy, uh, on the last episode. A lot of times when in football games, if you see a team getting penalized a lot, refs are going to be more prone to penalize that team. You know, mm-hmm. if there's if there's a borderline call, they're going to make it against that team because that team kind of has a reputation of being penalized. And right. I think I think to moviegoers, Warner Brothers and DC, you know, unfortunately, though, Batman v Superman made a lot of money, and even Wonder Woman made a lot of money. I think when they looked and saw Batman and Superman back in there, they like, nah, eh, okay, no, we're not necessarily going to be fired up about it. And then I think the critics jumped on board, mm-hmm. and and were, we're too. I think I think it got. Judge, I really do think the critics were a little too harsh on Justice League. Yeah, I, I think that, I'm like you, the plot was, was not necessarily, wasn't this in-depth, blown-up thing, but it was the Earth is in peril, we have to pull together, and here's how we do it. And I have a friend who she said, it was just a lot of fighting. And so they would yeah. fight a little bit, and then they would stop, and then go fight some more. And I'm like, but you know what, the comic book fan in me, who would open up a justice league comic book and not want to see five pages of them just sitting around talking love right, to see exactly. <laughs> you know love to see the love to see the the, the fighting and and stuff and so i came away really encouraged by the direction they're taking it seems like mm-hmm. they're kind of lightening up superman a little bit which i think is needed um mm-hmm. and and even lightening up batman a little bit is needed you know um, right. We we've taken Batman to this level of darkness that is just like beyond what I feel like Frank Miller even Frank Miller ever did. You know yeah. it's it's we just want Batman to be borderline evil and psychotic and crazy, and right. and that's unfortunate because I, I there was a um, I'm running my mouth too much and I apologize. There was a no. there was there was a comic book that was that kind of made Adam West not the Adam West Batman but Adam West himself made him kind of a secret agent kind of character. And it was done all through some type of science fiction-y thing where he was was made younger and able to go do his thing. But it all opened with him kind of bemoaning the fact that, you know, these days there was, you know, people talk about the Dark Knight, and he missed the Mm -hmm. days of the caped crusader. You know, and Ah. just those two terms for Batman are so different from one another right you know but it's it's an amazing thing that it was it was something that the right I wish I could remember what that comic was and I'm sure someone'll email me and remind me exactly what it was called um but but it was um but it was so poignant to me to read that I'm like you know I think that's true I think we've got to figure out a way as as fans to accept a batman who may smile a little bit you know mm-hmm. a, a batman who who may have actually dealt with the passing of his parents, the killing of his parents, but still demands justice and realizes that he's kind of one of the only people that can help bring it to Gotham, that sort of thing. Right. Um, It was, you know, and and so, and it seemed like we may be going in that direction a tiny little bit, you know, with with the Justice League movie. So we'll see. You know, I I was encouraged enough by it to to hope that they don't completely scrap everything and start over again. Right.
1: I was just thinking today that um, I think they might have made a miscalculation in the way that they've ordered their movies too. Sure, sure. Um, That I think they they got off track by um, doing a Suicide Squad movie. They should have given us – a movie instead um, either about Aquaman or Flash because the the thing about um, the Justice League is they're introducing too many new characters Mm. for the first time. We're getting three, is it three brand new superheroes that we've other than a quick, you know, flash cameo mm-hmm. of uh, like Aquaman, um, we we don't know the average theater goer doesn't know anything right. about these three new characters. So we we should have had a film about it, at least one or two of them so that we um, would have cared more. Right. Um, well, and, you
0: mentioned you mentioned yourself. You know, when you're talking about Aquaman going to Atlantis and there's that Atlantis lady. Yeah. you know, I, I think there was a lot of expectation that that only, you know, that the hardcore comic book fans will get it and that's all that matters.
1: Right, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Because it was... It was... Very confusing, right? Right. Um, it, it felt it was a, it was a flashback to Batman versus Superman, where the whole the first two thirds of the movie, I had no idea what was going on.
0: <laughs> um, I was totally confused <laughs> with that movie. Wait, oh, uh, this is Bat? Got what? Gotham? What? Where are we?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! I the the first time I knew what was going on in the, in the Batman versus Superman was the final battle. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they don't like each other. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but yeah, and well, and that brings it to they should have done Batman versus Superman after Justice League mm. because when you're j- introducing Batman for the first time, Ben Affleck is Batman, we don't care about him yet. Right. Uh, we might care about Batman, but we don't care about. Ben Affleck is Batman yet, because this is the first time we're seeing him. Mm-hmm. So they should have done like like Marvel did with their Civil War and pushed that that fighting amongst ourselves movie down the road after we already care about these characters. Right. I, I think if they did that with did it after Justice League, it would have had a mm-hmm. much it would have gone over much
0: better. Yeah, I I, I agree and, and and, and I think that, well, and I also don't know that we needed a Batman versus Superman movie. Yeah, probably You not. know, back, back in the day, Batman and Superman were always called the world's finest. There was always tension between them because Batman would skirt the line a little more than Superman would. But there was always also a respect and an admiration between the two. I mean, if you go back to the Silver Age, Batman sneaking in the Fortress of Solitude to give Superman a birthday present. You know, that, that kind <laughs> okay. of stuff is going on. And, right. um, you know, and, and then when you got to the more modern age, like I said, there was a tension, but these were also the two patriarchs in so many ways of all of these superheroes. And they didn't get there by fighting one another. They got there by working together and truly being the world's finest. And, and I feel like that had you introduced Batman that way, you know, here's the world's finest. And then they take on this thread of Lex and Doomsday or whoever, however you want to do that. Then I think you've got um uh, you've got more uh, again I think it comes to some goodwill um mm-hmm. built up for for some of these characters and have that tension there and and have those discussions somehow. You know, have have Superman stop Batman from, you know, branding somebody with a with a batarang or whatever. Um but, you know, and have those moments, but don't you, I don't think that we needed a full-on slugfest like Frank Miller gave us in The Dark Knight Returns. And right. that's and, and and I think that that's I mean, dude, for years we've been talking about, oh, Batman and Superman, the same movie would be awesome. You know, you even had that billboard in the uh, Will Smith movie, um, uh, not Omega Man, what was that called? Um, Whatever it was where he's like the last person on Earth doing the... um, Oh, yeah. Not why the last man. Anyhow... But there's mm-hmm. a billboard, you know, you like they, they go out of their way to show on the s- deserted streets of New York the big billboard with the Batman Superman logo. And it's like, ever since then, everyone's like, oh, that'd be amazing. We need that. We need that, you know. and And unfortunately, what should have been awesome and amazing was met with a lot of, you know, mixed, at best, you know, reviews and ideas. And so... I, I think Justice League suffered from that and I don't think that Wonder Woman was enough as good as it was to build up that goodwill with audiences again to to bring everyone back around for more.
1: Right.
0: I think I think people would show up for another Wonder Woman movie. In yeah, a definitely. Um, well,
1: well it would be nice I don't, if it would be nice if they could put you know, one of these other new characters in that Wonder Woman movie, sure. just to to warm people up. Yeah. Though I, the rumors I heard was it would be the next one would be another period film. I don't know if it hmm. will or not, but that might. Um, I don't. Depending on how old, long these these other characters right. are su- supposed to live, I don't know if they'd fit in or not. Sure.
0: Now, um, let me ask you. This, this is going to seem like a total non sequitur. But mm-hmm. I'm, g- I'm going to swing back around to the Wonder Woman movie Sh- with this. Sure. Did you watch the Challenge of the Super Friends back in the day? Is that Were you too old for Saturday morning cartoons when that was on? Um, I don't remem- remember that. When was that? That was uh, Saturday morning cartoons back in the late 70s, early 80s. The Challenge of the Super Friends had the Legion of Doom and the ju- versus the Justice League. You know, Batman and Robin, Superman, Aquaman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think I I think I saw Meanwhile those. at the Hall of Justice. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> that, that there, sounds familiar. There was a character once you got to the series The Challenge of the Super Friends mm-hmm. called Apache Chief. And he would speak the uh the ma- so this is not going to mean much to you, but he would speak the magic words and he would grow. Was uh-huh. his whole thing, he'd become giant. And, uh, his name was Apache Chief. We um I'm, I get out of Wonder Woman when I got to, when I went to see it and I texted my friend Derek who was really wanting me to get to Wonder Woman and watch it and I said just watched it really liked it um and then he sent me the it, when when they get all together with uh, Steve Trevor and the team and everything in the movie and mm-hmm. you've got the one guy they kept calling Chief the Native American uh-huh. guy. Agent ah. just, Derek just sent me a picture of Apache Chief growing like a gif of Apache Chief growing from Super friends and I'm like now I love this movie that much more. Oh, <laughs> I just want that to be cool. I want that to be who he was. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh because there were so many other cool things, you know, that went on. Well, Adam, I am I'm not going to hold you up any longer, man. Thank you so much for just coming and geeking out with me, man. I've oh, really enjoyed yeah. talking to you again.
1: Oh, I love it. I had so much fun.
0: You're gonna have to you're gonna have to come around uh more often. Right now, the big one on the shelves right now is Stormtroopers Beyond the Armor. It's written by Adam and Ryder Wyndham. Uh you can check it out. I'm sure it's available on Amazon and anywhere. Fine books are sold. Um and Adam what's the pla what's the theater in, in Michigan? Where's the where's the town of Michigan? Yeah, Petoskey?
1: Yeah, Potosky, Michigan. Michigan. It's in, in the in the far north.
0: All right. So head up to the frozen tundra. This weekend, and go meet Adam, and uh, and tell him Geek Out Loud sent you. So, uh, Adam, any uh, any other plugs or anything you want to give before we uh, before we get out of here?
1: Uh, yeah, people can uh, follow me on uh, Twitter and Facebook uh, at author Adam Bray. On uh, my next books, uh, watch out for them. They are coming out. Um, I think. Uh, early April is the oh. next one. Um, it is a uh, big secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, a I,
0: always, ex- always a big secret. Very exciting secret. Oh, I good. think
1: it will blow people's minds.
0: Oh, all right. Well, mind uh, prepare to have your mind blown by Adam Bray. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, again, thank you so much for uh, for coming on with us. And and if you want to. Uh, to follow Adam, you should at author Adam Bray. If nothing else, you'll know when the good figures go on sale at Amazon. So, <laughs> uh, but Adam's always got some good fun stuff about genre and geekdom and everything else going on on his Twitter feed. It's a good Twitter feed to follow. Uh, for as as for me, um, you can follow Geek Out Loud at Geek Out Loud. Follow the entire Goaliverse, uh series of podcast at Golarverse. Come join us. On the Facebook group at Guardians of the Goaliverse over on Facebook, you'll have to answer a couple of questions to get in, but once you're in, you are in. Congratulations once, once again to Jamie Rotella and to Mark All uh, for winning those Fandango gift cards. Guys, make sure you reach out to me and get uh, get your address to me so I can get those sent out to you. Um, email is geekoutonline at gmail.com. Geekoutonline at gmail.com don't forget uh, our next episode is going to be our big christmas geek out loud bash where we're going to be reading your geeky santa christmas list so get him in santa listens to the show and we're going to get your christmas list to him so shoot us an email geekoutonline at gmail.com for adam bray i'm steve Glosson. we'll see you on the next geek out loud thanks for joining us everybody